Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about the role of cash in investing. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today we are talking about cash, right? I was looking on Instagram this morning and I actually had a different topic, but but I saw this topic and I changed my to- I saw this post, I changed my topic. I think it's going to be very relevant. Ray Ray Dalio, who's like one of the smartest investors I know about the economy, um, basically said, "Hey, his thoughts on cash has changed." And he's uh, raising a, a, a lot more cash, and I was like, I was like, I say, isn't that isn't that interesting, right? Because if you're a client of mine, you know that I added uh, a a cash like fund to the portfolio earlier this week. Like, so I I, I, I reduce not this week, uh, this earlier earlier this year, like quite a bit earlier this year. I I I, I increased the amount of cash like instruments in all in all models earlier this year and we have the same reasoning because um what what he initially said and what he's saying why his mind changed he initially said cash is trash which is which is true over a decade period of time because the 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 whole uh narrative about old ideas being you know uh inflating away with the old money is true over over a decade but what 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 has become apparent to a lot of us in the last twelve months is uh, the relative wreckage in the short term, <laughs> the relative wreckage in the short term of the and 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 the acceleration of all the old ideas kind of tumbling at at the at the same time, you know, um, which which in the short term creates lots of uh, displacement might be the word, but it also creates lots of opportunity. And what I mean by that is, when you're when you're living through a period of time where uh, all the institutions that you previously are aware of are being reimagined, so like medicine, education, finance, uh, energy, uh, how we work, where we work, where we live. Like everything is literally COVID accelerated all of those. It accelerated the the destruction of that in in mind, in our mind, in our collective mind, uh, at a faster pace. Right in the short term, the 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 uh, what it means in the long term is if you're invested in that stuff, that's going to win. You potentially going to make a crap ton of money. But it's going to be a volatile ride, and so having some cash allows you to uh, tactically, as you rebalance, um, buy in opportunistically as things get destroyed, other things get rebuilt. Because in the process of it, right of the destruction, you, you you're going to have central banks around the world. Like, I guess the the, the best analogy and what I'm struggling with is like 
since we're in the old system, phasing into a new system, you have volatility because you have the old system money trying to stop the bleeding. And so they're going to pump the brakes, push the gas, pump the brakes, push the gas on the economy, right? Which is what they're doing right now is they're pumping the brakes, causing causing clutter because they don't want inflation to get too bad. And then they got to put the gas back on, which makes inflation run up. So you're going to have a lot of start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, which if you if you focus on the big vision of where things are going, then you're like, cool, I'm, I, I have a little bit of cash more than normal so that so that when it stops, I can redeploy that cash, right? And as it goes up and you rebalance, you might take some profits and then you might, um, and, then, and then you'll have more cash ready to redeploy when they keep pumping the brakes, right? And so the best, I like to do it systematically. I, I don't like to try to, like we rebalance systematically, like based on like rules and time periods, not like based on like emotion. Um, but that's the that's the bigger picture of like long term. If you just held cash throughout this, it'll get inflated away. But while they're stopping, starting, stopping, starting, trying to not just completely allow everything to go <laughs> into destruction all at once, you're going to create lots of opportunities, right? A, a lot of uh, wealthy investors invest with what's called like a barbell strategy. And what that means is they'll load up on just like, like uh, I forget the guy's name, he's a trader, but he might he might at any given time have 80% cash at all times. And then the 20%, he like leverages up to the hilt. And he makes tons of money doing that because he always have he always has cash when things melt, but the 20% that he does have is invested like that that 20% like multiplies so that his overall return is big. So even though the cash is not invested, he's making so much in the 20% that he invests. It's uh it it helps his overall return. And then one out of every one out of five or seven years when there's like carnage and wreckage and he has a bunch of cash, he can deploy a good chunk of that cash uh, safely and make a crazy amount of money. Right. Now I'm not recommending most people do that because you, he's taking insane risk with, with the twenty percent, and he knows what he's doing. Most investors are not doing that, so you want to, you know, you, you want to maybe, you know, like for example, if a if a aggressive portfolio, and I'm not this is not a recommendation, I'm just giving you a thought process. If an aggressive portfolio is normally, you know, a hundred percent stocks, right? Then you know maybe you might have, you know, twenty percent cash and cash like instruments. And the other eighty percent in stocks in this environment, right? That, that's like an example of um, of, of of what I mean uh, by that. But uh, so cash uh, is still over the long term trash. But as they keep stopping, starting because this is ha- like all this is happening around the world too, right? It it creates like balance, uh, uh, counterbalance in your portfolio because because the volatility over the next decade from from my perspective and other professionals that I uh, uh, pay attention to is going to be like a lot higher than the last decade's volatility, like significantly higher, right? Which which means you need a little bit more cash or cash-like instruments to balance that out. So I hope this helps. Uh, until next week, enjoy your, enjoy your week. Hey, hey.
If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.